Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker going solo again this evening. Shauna is still very unwell and chilling out in there, but uh, it's all good because the show goes on and we have a lot of things to talk about tonight. Stone Tape Theory, we're going to get into it. So, yeah, we're having a little technical issues with the blue light on the side. It's going to flash. It's going to do weird things. Um, I probably should have just not even plugged it in or even either, but I like the blue lights. Had a hard time trying to actually find a replacement. I haven't found one yet. I found the orange ones, the green ones. There's a multicolor one. I haven't been able to find the blue one again. It's going to take some time. So let's get to it first here. This episode of Beyond the Shadows brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps young ghosts. There we go. For those that just watched Edge of the Rabbit Hole, you probably saw one of my worst ever versions of that. So, all right. So, uh, hey, Cat Gash is in the house. Tom is saying that his does that too. Really? It's not, it's not supposed to, you know. <laughs> all right. So, let's get into Stone Tape theory. So this is a term that has been bandied about in the paranormal community for a while now. So what is this? What does it refer to? And what does it mean? So stone tape theory is basically that idea that um, energy from an event could be, you know, uh, could be a death, could be something, you know, a murder, something traumatic, um, somebody falling down the stairs and breaking their neck, um, somebody being knifed, um, you know, could even be something like, um, you know, a massive quarrel. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a, a death. It could be a massive quarrel. And that energy gets trapped into the surrounding area, basically by the stone. We talk about, and I forgot, and it's sitting over there. Dang it. Um, something I'm going to talk about later. Now that it occurs to me, but basically this, uh, you know, the energy will get trapped within the stone. We'll get into that in a few minutes and then something and we're not really sure kicks it off and plays it back later. So it being trapped within the stone, like memory, like a, uh, like a recording, like with our tapes, our movies, our computers, and then something plays it back later. So you're watching a recording. It's what we end up referring to with our residual haunts. So the term, term stone tape, you could just think, well, you know, it refers to that whole idea. Um, yeah, it does, but it really started uh, becoming a little bit more popular in the early 70s when a uh, made-for-TV movie in the UK on the BBC called The Stone Tape was released. And basically, um, it was about a haunting, and they were researching the haunt at this particular house, uh, old historic home made of stone, and you know the idea, of course, being that the the hauntings weren't really spirits; that it was actually this energy trapped within the house that was getting played back. So that's uh, where we get idea, uh, or at least the term and, and the idea of all this, and it does uh, make a lot of sense considering, you know, the way our technology works, where, um, you know, you think of quartz. And pop up, I'll pop up quartz right here. I wasn't going to talk about the stones until later. That was remote viewing from earlier. Um, and now I just made the screen go black. Nice, Michael. So quartz. So basically, this is a component that is used in um, many, many, many of our electronics um, and our semiconductors, um, 
you know, this is what stores, it stores information, uh, transmit, transmit electricity. There's a lot of different things that these things that course is being used for. Um, there's even little, um, basically quartz disks that hold like massive terabytes worth of information that are being developed now. So, um, so quartz, yeah, it's a, it, it's a thing. So what I want to do with this conversation is basically kind of give a couple of examples of stone tape theory. I probably should just turn that off. That thing is flashing like crazy now. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a couple examples of stone tape theory that, um, that we've experienced and then kind of go into different concepts of um, what we can use this for, utilize it for, and what have you. Um, Nicole Guillaume, like a cassette tape. Yeah, um, kind of the idea, like a cassette tape um, with you know, basically the uh, electromagnetism of the, from the e, from the event being recorded onto a tape. That's kind of where they get the idea. And, you know, stone being, you know, whatever stone is present for it to be absorbed into. Um, I would imagine this would probably be true of many metals. Um, so if you have some sort of railing there made of different metal components that have, because really like your magnetic tape are, you know, the, the very very fine fibers of, of metal that are on that uh, on that tape, and so the magnetism, the electromagnetic uh, activity, is basically being recorded onto that tape. Basically, I mean, if you think about a tape recorder, it's basically you know electricity being thrown onto that tape and is adhering to it, and then it gets played back. So, and kind of the same thing with your other um, electronic components. So, you know, with your old floppy disk, it was kind of the same thing, that same type of material. Now it's it's other types of hardware that we're using for that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Pam Presnell, is it mostly limestone? Limestone is one of those, um, definitely one of those types of stones that, that can uh, conduct and hold that type of energy. So we'll definitely get into a little bit more about the stones and whatnot here in uh, just a little bit. So um, so we'll get into all these different things for sure. Uh, granite, uh, yeah, granite does, Betty, uh, because it has a lot of quartz. It's made, um, it's like 55 or 60% quartz or something like that. It's like really high uh, as far as quartz. So where this has come out as far as a couple of examples to show you uh, stone tape theory in action. So, and there's the quartz again, I know. So at uh, the Campsville grade school, this is something that we've talked about uh, many times on here. And with this school, basically it is, and there's the apparition of, of the woman at the bottom of the stairs. Basically with this school, it is set into a archeological dig site that was at a limestone bluff. This is Calhoun County, Illinois. It's right along the Illinois River. And it was a Native American dig site. So sure, you have the Native American Native American stuff there, but basically this this thing is dug into um, the limestone bluff, and basically the bluff goes you know right up. You can still see the terracine in the hill, and then boom, there's the school. So you have all of that all that stone right there readily available. That's based that this thing is basically built into. And so we've seen a lot of things there that you know could have been captured, could be residual with this woman that we saw there yeah a little iffy so let me bring it back up so i mean she just stood there and she stared at us now if it's a recording you kind of wonder okay you know what what was it recording what happened to her that she would be recorded standing there staring up at the bottom of the stairs we don't know but you can clearly see 
you know, her her face, her head, arms crossed. Um, or some people have said that she's holding something in her hands, but you can clearly see the dress uh, and everything there. And of course, there is you know, at the bottom of the stairwell, all the stone and brickwork and everything that's around her, plus the fact that this is the basement. So this is kind of set into um, that that stone, that limestone that's there in the bluff. So, um, so Justin, is that photo edited? It's enhanced. So this is the original. Let me bring up the original. That's the original. So, you know, what I did was so that people could see the image a little bit easier was I enhanced it so, so you can see that. And that's the original. But she's clearly there in the photo. So you guys can peruse upon that photo for a moment there. Um, and I know that uh, many of you have seen uh, these before. Some of you haven't, and Robert Hanna brings it up that uh, we also captured the shadow figure in the gym. Um, yeah, the shadow figures definitely seem to be a lot more intelligent uh, because, you know, it was being playful. So it kept drawing us back and forth uh, across that gym. We would play around on one side. We'd go over there. It started acting up on the other. We'd go back over there. So it was back and forth, back and forth. More signs of an intelligent haunt with stone tape theory. You're talking something more what we call residual because it's a playback. It's a recording of you know something that has happened there. So the woman at the bottom of the stairs could be, you know, we. I'd say we have to do a lot more investigating to know for sure. Of course, um, when we've gone back to try to debunk this um, photo, we were unable to. We we could not get the same image of this woman again down there. Um, and what we did have happen down there, when we were in the process of debunking it, is we had a pebble that was thrown at us from the hallway that goes back there. So there's the bottom of the stairwell, and there's a hallway that goes back, and then the pebble is thrown out. Um, and that's while we're in the process of trying to debunk the image. Not able to debunk the, debunk the image, and we get a stone thrown at us. So... We have a couple of, uh, on the Haunted Road Media channel, we have a couple of videos that, that show all this. You can find our Haunted Schools, the Campville Grade School videos, all that stuff. Um, on the YouTube version of this, I'll go ahead and, and link that up. So, um, all right. So, let's get into one that really is. So, footsteps. Footsteps are, in many, many cases, they are... Uh, residual. So let's, here's the quartz again. Okay. So footsteps, they were up above us. Sounding like somebody walking on a second floor. It did not exist. So we have, again, other videos on this kind of describing what we believe ended up happening. Of course, with the, um, the school being set into the ground before there was a dig site, there may have been another building there. Uh, it would have been one story, but at the, at the height of where the ceiling is now would have been like ground level back then. And so somebody walking along that floor, something captured there for whatever reason and playing back now. First question is always what makes it play back. You would you would like to be able to successfully kick that off every time to find that, uh, you know that means that boom kicks it off, kicks it off, kicks it off. 
that would be a nice way of being able to prove this theory, and it's the reason, you know, pretty much why it's a uh, uh, theory at the moment and not anything that's proven. Um, Tim Schoen wondering, could the, could the woman have been waiting for someone coming down the stairs? Possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah, Tammy, it's a, it's a good apparition video <clears throat> or photo. Let's see. Um, I'm just looking for questions. Andrea Ingersane, has anyone ever gotten a picture of the same ghost twice, though? Um, so, I mean, some people do. They'll go back and they'll get, I mean, it's not like they'll get the exact same photo. That's what we were trying to do there, is try to get that exact same photo. And we were unable to do it. So, you know, some people go back and they'll get like maybe similar photos or, um, you know, activity that might corroborate, you know, the story that's been told. So you go and you get like a, you know, photo of an apparition, which is rare. Uh, you might get some EVPs the next time to back that up. Um, you know, you might get a, I don't know, like a, a photo of an arm, just an arm, you know, the next time. So, you know, you kind of piecemeal it. You know, it's people that get like the exact same thing. Like if we would have gone back and got that woman exactly the same again down there, we would just chalk that up to matrixing down there at the, at the bottom of the, uh, at the stairwell. That's really what we were looking for when we went back was to see if there was something within the stonework down there that would have been matrixing that would have been like, oh, here's the, here's the image of the woman. It's just the way the, you know, the stones and everything um, are, are done up down there. But we, we couldn't get that image out of the stone so um it's really interesting so let's see tom mcnicholas poor ghosty died what do you mean ghosty died the lights died i don't know about that so justin brown i discussed residual phenomena stone tape theory on my show tonight well ironic <laughs> um do you think it's possible that a person can intelligently interact with an imprint or loop okay um yes and no so and this is why i say it so i don't believe that i mean it's just a recording like you can't interactively you know you're listening to your uh cd or i guess mp3s now right cassettes back in the day eight tracks vinyl before that you can't interact with that you can't um ask them to, to play at a lower key um you can't tell them to you know up the tempo of the song you'd have to do it you know manually with the machinery but you can't ask the musicians on the recording to do something different it's going to be the same thing every single time so in the actual playback of whatever was recorded no but here's where I think you could interact with the spirit of that playback is because that's a recording of an event. So the energy of whatever happened has been recorded. So let's say let's say somebody hung themselves, died there in their energy from that event. Um, it was captured there and a lot of people report seeing the apparition um, of you know, this person hanging from in that location. So you go there and you're trying to, you know, investigate. That's a recording. But the spirit of that person that hung themselves could still be hanging around there. The actual spirit, not the recording, but the spirit. And they could be the ones interacting with you. And as you're asking questions and you're getting EVPs, like, oh my gosh, you know, the, you know, the hanging person is interacting with me. Well, yeah, but not the recorded 
image over here, the spirit that's over here next to you in the room that's hanging out, also looking at the image of his corpse hanging there. So it's it's a little disturbing to think of, but yes, a um, an intelligent spirit could actually view their own their own uh, recorded playback. Um, you know, somebody who's been through that, maybe they, you know, maybe they regret doing it. Maybe they don't understand why they're still there um, and keep, you know, going back. Okay, why, you know, I, I see myself hanging there. Why am I still here? You know, that sort of thing. I mean, there could be a lot of different reasons, but they could be coming back and viewing their, you know, their hanging corpse all the time or whatever the situation is. Um and I think that's an option that we don't explore a lot of times that a lot of people probably don't keep in mind that when you're viewing a playback, it's not the intelligent spirit, but the intelligent spirit of whatever got recorded there may actually be in the room with you. And so you could interact with both at the same time. So, um, Victoria Monday, what if you remove a small stone from a grave of someone who died violently would, would, uh, that contain the echo, or would it be at the area where they were killed? Um, that would be, well, in this theory, that energy would have been expelled at the location where they were killed. Now, if the stone that you picked up from the grave was somehow also from that location, possibly, yeah, um, then, it, then it could have, and if somebody would have taken something from that area and brought it there to the grave, okay, um, but basically in this theory, you know, the event would have expelled the energy. It would have been trapped there at that location, not at the grave. Now that doesn't mean somebody might not be hanging out at their grave. I'm about to sneeze. This can get violent. Hang on. I'm going to try to hold it. <coughs> oh, I think I did okay with that one. My sneezes can get violent. It's it's bad. Let me ghosty on my right. What? Oh, that's what you're talking about. He didn't die. He's just laying down on the job. There we go. Okay. Okay. Uh... Sharon McLean, what is the most efficient way to determine a residual versus an intelligent haunt? That is a very good question. Um, Continue to investigate. Um, if you go back and you keep seeing the same thing over and over and over again, you know, like we kept hearing the footsteps, um, that sort of thing. You know, if you're always seeing the same apparition walk up the stairs at the same time of night or whatever, you know, and you're trying to like, hey, how's it going up there? And no response. You know, that's going to be a residual haunt. If you're going there and you you start interacting, you're getting EVPs and things like that. Well, you know, that's you know, that's, uh, you know, an intelligent haunt. You're getting intelligent responses. So, um, yeah, you just go and investigate and, and see what you get. So, um, Chris, Stan, Civil War Battlegrounds have replays. Yeah, you know, that's uh, Civil War Battlegrounds a lot. Well, any battleground, um, usually pretty good for residual haunts, for sure. So, um, let's see. All right, um, you guys are funny with the with the ghosty. I guess I'm way behind on the chat, aren't I? Because I just saw the bless you. 
So in Justin Brown theory, I subscribe to is determining intelligence is interaction versus no interaction. Yeah, basically, as I as I just described. Um, all right. So a couple other things that I wanted to get into with this is, okay, what makes this happen? What is going on when this energy is expelled and gets into the stone? Where do we see these sorts of other things come into play? And I just kicked the camera again. <laughs> I did that last week too. Um, you know, because yes, we, we do this when we go out in paranormal investigations. We we see this phenomenon happen where, you know, we see the same apparition walking to and fro. We see them walking through walls that, you know, maybe it was a doorway in another lifetime, a hundred years ago. People talk about in the uh, old, you know, British villages that they'll see the heads of Roman soldiers going down the down the road. And that's because that, you know, hundreds of years ago, a thousand years ago, um, the street was much lower, so you're just catching the head and the rest of the bodies underground. So these are residual haunts. These are um, what would be adhering to uh, stone tape theory. So I guess uh, Michelle Freed has joined. Thank you, Michelle. She was our guest this past evening on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So um, be sure to check out that uh, that broadcast when you're done here, of course, and check out her website as well. So, um, so let's get into some of these, you know, ideas of what's going on really around the world because we see this phenomenon happening in other places. If this happens in a haunted house, right, where else does it happen and how long has this been really going on for? So, well, there's our footsteps clip again. There's our course. Okay, it has more to do with the courts. Let's talk about the ancient sites of power because this is really where... Um, you know, our ancient cultures, they knew about this type of stuff, this energy, you know, being expelled. You can capture it. You can do something with it. Um, there's a really great, here, I'll bring this up. So, standing stones and transmission. So, the way a lot of these ancient sites of power and the standing stones were created were to be able to capture this energy and be able to use it. So, um, so there's the question out there as to whether or not the ancients could actually record with it as well. You know, we have a good idea that they're transmitting it. Of course, people like to uh, theorize that maybe the, um, you know, the pyramids were power plants. There's a lot of different theories out there as to what they could have been using uh, this energy for and what they were doing with it. The, the point really is, is that there is an energy here they were trying to do something with it. So this is something that we kind of lost over time that we're really kind of rediscovering it now. And there's a good question here that I'm going to save for later. I just need to toss it off here to the side. So excuse me just a moment. But the transmission of this... Here's a great example here, actually. Okay, the Rollwright Stones. This is in England. And basically what's happening here with the way that they have constructed this from the, and they've actually measured this and they have, have found this to be true. The energy is actually coming in from the right-hand side where you see that, that red line coming in. Um, and basically through almost like a doorway of stones. And it comes in here and it circles into a spiral, almost like a well. And, you know, this energy is 
basically trapped within there, kind of spinning around almost like a vortex, which, of course, we've been talking about vortices and, and what have you on, um, on the Alaska Triangle. And so the ancients knew that there was this energy that, energy that we could actually tap into and use. And this is really, I mean, it's very, very similar to what we're talking about here with stone tape theories, that we're able to use the stone to be able to harness energy. So when it comes to a haunting, yeah, the energy has been ha harnessed to play back a recording of an event that has happened. Or they were using the energy for a lot of different means, whether it was... Um, healing or to tap into uh, ancient knowledge and it could have actually even been to um, record events back then as well of course we would then need to be able to figure out how in the world to play that back and gain access to that you know but they definitely knew that there was something to this energy with the stones so um there the question i was talking about uh, a moment ago um tanya rogers what if you want to stop the residual, can you uh, put the souls to rest? So the souls are, well, with a residual haunt, with a playback like that, you kind of don't know if the soul is at rest or not because <clears throat> you don't know if the soul is really there. The playback um, of that is not a soul, okay? It is just, um, it's just an image. It's like a photograph. Like you take a photograph of a person it's not their soul, it's just an image of them. You take a video of a person, it's not their soul, it's just a video of them. And so that's what these um, residual haunts are, are just these playbacks, they're just these images, there's no soul there. So you don't have to worry about putting their soul to, to rest or anything like that. Now, like I was saying earlier, their spirit may actually be running around the grounds there, you don't know, you'll have to figure that out. Um, but there's a, there is a decent chance um, you know, if all you're seeing is this playback, 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 and nothing else going on, you're not getting any sort of other interaction elsewhere on the premises, then probably their soul is at rest and they've moved on or, you know, they're doing something else or whatever. And it's just this playback, just this energy that's trapped and gets kicked off every once in a while. There's there's no soul there, so you don't have to worry about that. So, um, but that was a good question. It was a very good question. Um so, Justin Brown, speaking of trapping energy and doing something with it, can we use imprinted energy of past events as a VR experience that allows us to inter to interactively experience like we use VR or AR today? So, interesting question. If we could figure out, Justin, how to play that back or even like, you know, make a copy, right? You know, if it's able to transmit, if it's able to, if it's able to play, like I could play a cassette tape, I, you know, I could play a, a DVD or whatever, a, a Blu-ray, and I should be. I, I'm gonna guess that they didn't have digital rights stuff <laughs> ingrained into it. Uh, they probably didn't have copy protection. I don't. Maybe they did. I don't know. I'm gonna guess that they didn't have that type of stuff built into it. Um, so you should be able to gain to to make a copy. Like I could copy a cassette or whatever. Um, how I don't know. Uh, but if you are able to get that copy, put it onto a digital medium, and then throw it onto your phone, put the goggles on, and watch it, sure, which would be pretty cool. Um, you know, so I think it's it's feasible. You just need to figure out how to one make that playback on demand, figure out what kicks it off to be able to view it, and then once you're able to view it and have that energy come forth from there, how do you then record it and capture it and put it onto media that you can play back? So. Good questions. 
Um, all right. Let's see if you guys have... Um, okay, Victoria Monday. Could labyrinths be possible vortex or area of special power? They're made of rock and stone. Could they be helping with playback and recording? Well, yeah, and that's kind of the idea. Uh, when you get into these different um, ancient sites of power and you look at some of these different things, these are definitely harnessing energy. When you look at the the Rollwright stones, or um, you know, or you look at Stonehenge, um, you know, these are definitely locations that were built to harness power. You know, how exactly they use that power, we we theorize as to um, as to how they may have used it, and we're going to have that debate running for a while. You know, probably until we ourselves build a set of standing stones and you know, are truly able to do with it. But if you talk to, um, <laughs> like with, with this one, with the Rollwright stones, uh, Freddie Silva, and this is, and this is really where, where I got the Rollwright stone, uh, from Freddie Silva. And we had him on, um, last spring, great guy, uh, very knowledgeable, covers a lot of different, uh, areas. Uh, but when it comes to this, he has a very highly technical term for standing in the middle of, of of this and that is you get the tingly winglies <laughs> um no joke that's what he actually says you get the tingly winglies and uh, you know kind of like adam tillery's uh and gary drayton's with the bobby dazzlers yeah uh freddie silva's the tingly winglies and uh yeah but it's it's basically you know if you just you relax you start to kind of go into like a little bit of a meditative state or what have you or you know adam you were there at, at stonehenge um, and I don't know how interactive Adam's down there in the chat, but Adam was at Stonehenge and he talked about that. He could feel, uh, the energy from Stonehenge there, even though, you know, it's a monument, you know, that is, I mean, come on, it's falling apart. You know, they actually put some of this stuff back together. Um, you know, there's still a palpable energy there that you can actually go and feel. And, you know, some people have figured out how to be able to uh, interact with it and start to envision different things. So if we can do that with these ancient structures, if we're able to um, you know, start to get those feelings, feel that energy from there and start to be able to envision different things, can we actually be able to see as far back and get a playback of something from the ancient times, from Stonehenge times, from Stonehenge times. Can we get a uh, a playback of something that happened there within the Stone Circle to see, you know, what happened? Is is there enough there to be able to get a playback that kicks back and we get to see it, um, or at the Royal Red Stones, or Karnak, or um, talking about Freddie Silva? Uh, when we had him on, he talked about an event that happened there, um, you know, within the Great Pyramid where they actually, I think it was an accident, but they actually got some time there with all the lights off um, that they were they were left, he and his little group were left alone there for uh, a brief moment and the lights were turned off on them. You know, they weren't expecting it, but when this happened, they started seeing uh, images of these people, these beings coming out of the walls. So there's still definitely an energy uh, within there that is trapped and can be played back. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely palpable. 
So there are some other ways in which we have figured out how to interact with, um, you know, with this type of energy. And, you know, it's with small stones that uh, that we hold. So this is a shot from um, <laughs> from the Oscar Triangle. It was just played the other day, um, which is kind of funny because I didn't actually do anything with the pendulum there. They just took some shots of it. Uh, but people do use pendulums to interact with that energy and... You know, they can use it to try to uh, communicate. Um, you can use it to try to uh, find different areas of um, that have that energy, have water. So there's a lot of different uses. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be like any pendulum expert or anything like that. In fact, uh, before the show, I was asking Nicole Guillaume from Guiding Echoes, and go check out her stuff too, um, her, her channel, Guiding Echoes. Uh, hey, you, you, you've got a lot of the pendulum stuff going on. What, what can you tell me? And um, she sent me her, her ebook real quick, and I was kind of perusing through it and only had a few minutes. And so at, at the end is like a, a nice little... Um, you know, sample of different stones and, and their properties and, you know, what they can do, uh, you know, with the pendulums. And so, again, depending on the stone, depending on the resonance, depending on, you know, how much quartz is, is in there, different things like that, you know, the stones are able to interact with, whether it's different, uh, different chakras, uh, you know, they'll, they'll balance different energies with, within the person in different ways. Um, you can try to detect different energies with different stones, things like that. And so, you know, that's a practical use that we use, um, you know, the stones today in trying to interact with that type of energy. And, you know, the universe is all connected. So we're really talking about all, you know, similar types of energy here, you know, spirit energy, earth energy, um, energy throughout the universe it's it's all connected and interacting with each other and there's you know different properties of things like the stones that are able to you know capture this and use that energy in different ways so <clears throat> let's uh get to some more of these uh questions here um so benny Lange, when wearing protection crystals on a haunted investigation are you putting energy into it so the idea for something like that would be as a protection that the energy that may be overwhelming you, trying to uh, interact with you on maybe a more severe level, goes into the stone rather than into you. So basically, it's almost like a diversion. You're redirecting that energy that's coming at you somewhere else. So great example, we're, we're investigating uh, Cheney Mansion and... In PD's bedroom, there PD uh, Cheney was um, kind of the kind of the lead ghost there, for lack of a better term. And he doesn't like guys for whatever reason. I'm trying to have a conversation with him, just like anybody else. And I, he wasn't having it. And you know, my head starts to hurt. My head starts to hurt. Starts pounding. Start, I start feeling this pressure. I sit down, and it's pressure, pressure, pressure. Shauna gives me a piece of black tourmaline. The, the black tourmaline is supposed to be able to, you know, absorb that type of energy. So I put that in my hand. I'm still trying to do some questions. I'm still feeling the pressure. And all of a sudden in my hand, I hear this crack, crack, crack. And I'm like, I'm hearing cracking in my hand. When we got downstairs a few minutes later, I handed Shauna her stone back. I went to use the restroom. When I came back, she's just still, still sitting there with it in her hand. It had broken in two pieces. So there was enough energy absorbed from what he was sending my way that actually 
because I had the black terminally, got redirected into there, and it was enough to actually break the stone, which is pretty wild. So, um, let's see. I'm way behind on the chat. Um, so, Tim Schoen, on a TV special I watched, it was said that the ghost of Kate Morgan haunts the Hotel Del Coronado and that Alan May was pulled through time to witness her murder as if her spirit wished him to witness it. Would this be considered a residual haunting? How would such a thing be possible? I have to know more about the situation. Let's see. The ghost of Kate Morgan haunts the hotel. Alan May was pulled through time to witness her. Where was he pulled from? I guess, was he pulled from now to go back then? Or was he... That's what I'm not understanding. Um... For if okay, if his if her spirit wished him to witness it, so that would be a, a conscious decision. So if her if her spirit is wanting him to do something and she's making him do something, well, that's intelligence right there. So that would not be residual. Um, and I don't know how that's possible because I don't know where in time this guy is if he's in the present time or what have you. I don't know. Um, let's see. So, Victoria Monday, is that just another form of psychometry? So, yeah, um, psychometry using, you know, an object. Uh, yeah, so that, that's a, it's a type of psychometry, or at least related to it. So, um, Betty Lange, been inside a Native American healing circle, made with stones, felt many vibes there. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. Um so there's Adam Tillery. For real, no joke, I stood inside Stonehenge and you can seriously, seriously feel vibrations in the ground beneath your feet. It was the second most incredible experience of my life. So yeah, um, right there. Uh, Stonehenge is on my bucket list, haven't yet been, but uh, from all accounts that that I've heard, yeah, that, that's the deal. Um, I'm kind of missing some stuff here on Crystal Skulls and things like that. Uh, Justin Brown, I believe crystals channel and amplify energy. I believe stones absorb energy. My belief had a clear distinction between stones and crystals like quartz. Okay. Um, so Robert Hanna, crystals are also believed to create portals or doorways to other dimensions. They can, they can help to do that. So a lot of these ancient sites of powers, um, like Stonehenge and in places like that. Um, you know, they are believed to that the ancients use these sites to be able to do things like that, to be able to create portals and and access other dimensions. And that's you know, that's that's kind of the idea of a lot of these different triangle areas. So you know, I'm just throwing it out there because it's kind of been a topic lately with the Alaska Triangle. Of course, Bermuda Triangle is another one that, you know, there's a lot of these types of areas there, the, the type of stone that's there, um, the type of electromagnetism that's there is helping to create these portals and vortices and doorways and things like that into other dimensions. And, you know, was that what the ancients were trying to do? Were they trying to create these portals and vortices and, you know, access other dimensions and, other planes of existence, you know, these, um, these sites, these locations, you know, were created on, um, you know, crossing points of telluric currents. And so basically what telluric currents are, you know, the energy lines, the energy grid lines throughout the earth. When you map them out on a map, that's when they become a ley line because you've said, oh, you know, this one's here, this one's here, this one's here. 
that becomes a ley line. But um, the actual energy itself is, is a telluric current. And so, um, you know, the ancients knew how to be able to tap into this. They were able to um, detect where these different crossings were. And that's where they built a lot of the, the different temples and ancient sites of powers to be able to, to tap into, um, you know, that energy as, as they cross. And, you know, a lot of the different uh, theories are that, they were, you know, trying to access these higher planes of consciousness at these locations. You know, Adam sitting there talking about the tingling under his feet. Well, imagine if Stonehenge, you know, was was fully built and you had the stones there operating the right way. Um, and you already have the energy under the ground there bringing it up. If you think about, you know, Nikola, Nikola Tesla, you know, what was he trying to do? He was trying to tap into energy from the earth, right? Um, of course, he got stopped because he wanted to make it free energy, but he something he already knew something he was already trying to do this is something the ancients already knew that there was an energy there so when we talk about stone tape theory it's all that same type of idea you know that you know are we by seeing these playbacks by seeing this energy you know get kicked off are we seeing you know maybe almost a glimpse of another dimension you know that this is you know something that is giving us a window into that that piece of that past you know it, it's um it, it really ties into a lot of these different things that they were doing with the with the stones so um so hunter road media was pulled from the present into the past he essentially watched it play out before him um oh that goes back to the uh uh the thing we were talking about earlier so well, still, I mean, if she consciously, her intelligent spirit pulled him back to that time, I, I don't know if that would really be a uh, a residual haunt because you're saying she consciously drew him back. So, I mean, what she might have showed him, I mean, it might be some sort of mix. She might have showed him you know, some sort of, you know, playback that was there, but her spirit was showing him that. So it's kind of like what I was talking about before where, you know, somebody could die in a spot their energy get trapped so you always see the playback of the event but their intelligent spirit is there and they could see it and they can interact with you and all of that um yeah i mean kind of like you watching yourself up on a movie screen so imagine okay she pulls them back whatever and say here watch this movie you know i mean we do that all the time hey watch watch this scene in this movie we we do that with you know the people in our house hey come watch this so but they're not a residual haunt they're a person you know um let's see what else we have here the nevada triangle uh yeah nevada triangle is another one um so justin brown i just want to say thanks to mike for doing this show it's very difficult to juggle hosting and reading chat it could be mentally taxing without someone helping with this is true <laughs> This is very true, trying to go back and forth. So I appreciate that, Justin, absolutely. Because I don't want dead air time, so I'm trying to continuously talk and handle the chat, and I know I'm behind on it, but thank you guys for being a good sport about it all. I mean, I know I'm missing stuff, and I do apologize for that. Um, so Robert Hanna asking about, do I think aliens built the pyramids and Stonehenge? I'm not even going to get into that. We do have an Ancient Aliens um, episode that we did a couple months ago. Um so <laughs> I won't get too deep into that. So um, Shannon Grogan, when I move into a new house, I play stones and crystals and all my windows. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Um, there are different ways that you can 
set up. You know, people believe that you set different stones um, around the house and you can actually set up like an energy grid within your house to create different vibration levels within within your home, you know, to create, you know, may, maybe a happier atmosphere or, or what have you. So a lot of people do that. And I talked about uh, Freddie Silva a little while ago. He does that in his home. You know, he'll say, you can't necessarily see all the stones behind me, but they're all set up. I and mean, he, he creates an atmosphere within his house with, with the different stones. Um, so let's see. I'm glad you guys like the Alaska Triangle. I appreciate that. So a couple more episodes coming for sure. It, somehow I got to the bottom of the chat. Okay. And I know that wasn't all the questions, but, um, <laughs> so anything else you guys want to throw down there? If I missed something, if there was a question that, uh, that I missed that I did not get to, then th please go ahead and throw it down there. Cause I just got to the bottom of the chat. And so I apologize for anything that I may have missed. Um, Victoria Monday, if stones are holding energy, et cetera, can you just go and degauze them? Just realign the energy flow. Hmm. So, interesting question. Um, well, I mean, you take a magnet over over something. Um, like, okay, you take a magnet over like a uh, you know a tape drive, floppy disk, you know your uh, your cassette tapes, whatever. It's going to blow away the data on there. And remember, that's a type of that's a type of metal. That's a type of mineral that's on there. So let's say you had a quartz crystal and something was encoded into it. If you took a high-powered magnet and ran it over that quartz crystal, would you blow away the data that's imprinted in there? Remember, they're doing this now. Um, you know, there is a technology to to write this in there now. From what I understand, the way they're doing that are with little, you know, almost like microscopic um, dots, right? So I guess the question then would be, is there data encoded in each little dot or does that dot make a code and it's because it's cut into the glass that it actually it makes the data. I would have to know a little bit more about the technology that they're using to be able to answer that. But if it's just straight, um, if it's just straight electromagnetism that is, you know, is holding the data there, then I would say it would be able to scramble it. Um, but if it has to do with the actual way it's cut into there, then that might actually be a physical thing. Um, you know, but I'm, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's more of the former rather than the latter. I mean, you do, you do actually see the etchings in there, um, but if it holds, if it's holding an electromagnetic charge within there, because quartz does that, um, you know, then you may be able to scramble it at least with the, uh, you know, with like a magnet or something like that. So, because we already, we pretty much already do that. Um, all right. So Brent Burris, do you feel, or how do you feel about investigating mines since you're surrounded by earth and energy and all the possible minerals around you fueling activity? Um, well, yeah. I mean, depending on the type of mine that you're in, there's different energies that could be captured down there. Um, you know, you could, um, if you're in a quartz mine or something like that, you have no idea what the heck you might interact with down there. A granite mine, uh, I guess it would be a granite quarry. Um so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that could be uh, trapped down there. 
you know, um, sure. I mean, you, you hear about haunted mines all the time and it, it makes sense. You know, you're in, you're in the earth. You have plenty of things surrounding you that could capture energy and play it back to you. Absolutely. Um, Robert Hanna, you need Hunter Road aliens as well. We've been talking a lot more lately about uh, about aliens and extraterrestrial activity and the connected universe and, and things like that. I mean, that's kind of what all this plays into. Not necessarily the extraterrestrials and aliens, although we do talk about that from time to time. But basically, that the the universe is connected. Um, that our energy, the Earth's energy, the energy of these different stones, the energy of of you know the solar system, the other planets, the universe, all of that is. Uh, interconnected so this, this all plays together and it's really a matter of of learning I think again because I think we had this knowledge before and we've lost it and we're starting to kind of get there again and so I think it's a matter of relearning how all of these different things work and you know it may be I don't know 100 years from now or whatever that our civilization has finally woken up enough that it's like oh yeah that's that's how we use these different stone circles and go start making stone circles again you know, to try to harness that energy. I mean, it, it would not surprise me at all. Of course, we'd still have, you know, all kinds of, you know, crazy gadgets and stuff like that. But, you know, we may go back to a lot of these, you know, more ancient ideas as well and start to recreate some of these things. That would be really cool, actually, if we figured out how a lot of these different things worked. Um So, Justin, if the mechanics behind stone tape theories involves EM, shouldn't a geologist and th- scientists already discover this? Well, I think there's a lot of things they should have, you know, discovered and figured out already, but, you know, they argue with each other all the time, and, you know, what an archaeologist says, a geologist says differently, an anthropologist says differently, and, you know, a historian says something else. You know, they they can't agree on anything. Um Yet they they want us believing one single mantra that keeps getting disproved time and time again. So, you know, I you'd like to think so, but hey, we're making discoveries all the time. Um, you know, that's we haven't figured it all out yet. We're we're still learning. So, uh, Mike, do you believe a stone statue can cry? Um, interesting question. So there's, you know, a lot of those different phenomena of the, of the crying statues, and a lot of times they figure out, um, you know, some real world explanation for it. Um, you know, a, a lot of times, it, like it'll be like a crying statue of Mary, and um, you know, you'll have the, you know, the the religious people say, well, you know, it's a sign from God or a sign from Mary or whatever. Um, you know, it's divine, that sort of thing, you know, but a lot of times it's, it, there's some, there's, mostly there's usually a natural cause to it, most of those can be explained, um, what was a movie that showed that? Was it one of the Exorcist movies? I can't remember, one of them, one of them went into debunking one of those, um, one of those statues. So, Sharon McLean, I think the geology of different places causes us to feel and act differently. Absolutely. And that's the whole idea of, you know, why they built some of these places on where they built them is because they they could feel that energy under the earth. They knew the energy was there, so they decided to use it and empower themselves with it. And so, um, 
know, they would go to these locations, build their circles or religious centers or temples or whatever, and try to uh, utilize that power. So definitely. And, um, you know, depending on where it is in the world, it may make you feel a little bit differently. So um, for sure, for sure. So let's see, take another question or two here, and then we'll get to wrapping it up. Yeah, and Justin, well, Mike was talking about stone tape theory may involve magnetism like tapes do. So if that was true, people should be able to attack that and work it out. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's what we're talking about, that it's that there's something recorded there and it plays back. And so there, you know, there's something embedded in there. Um, there's a uh, you know, there's a there's a charge in most everything around here, especially in most uh, most elements have like a, a degree of, of quartz in there and some higher, some lower. Like you take a, you know, a, a, a slab of granite, it's like 55 percent quartz. So it's going to have a, you know, certain, you know, EMF to it. I mean, maybe very low grade, but it's going to be there. And so, you know, a lot of these. Um, and that's why they were saying it's embedded in the stone, you know, because there's something there that's able to record it and hold it. We don't know what kicks it off. That's the thing. You know, what is the actual mechanism to play it back? Um, should we be able to tech it? You, you would think that we'd be able to figure something out. But I don't think a lot of scientists are looking at a, a stone wall and saying, well, let's see if we can, you know, make it, uh, you know, play back a, a recording of something. Because I don't, I don't think a lot of scientists really believe in that the whole thing because it it harkens back to ghosts. Most scientists don't believe in ghosts. Some do. Some do. Um, you know, our good. Buddy Rob Gutro is, is a scientist. Of course, he believes in ghosts, but a lot don't, and so they're not going to play around in that realm and try to conduct tests to try to, you know, make a wall spit out an image of you know somebody from the 17th century. You know, um, I don't see a lot of people trying to do that as far as like scientists, geologists, what have you. You're, they're they're busy doing other things. Um, you know, they're getting paid for, and maybe it's a hobby. One of them picks up at some point in time and tries to do it. Um, yeah. So it again, it's a matter of trying to figure out that mechanism. A lot of times we don't we don't understand what that is. Um, we try to find a pattern. Why is it always on this day? If it is always that, that day, because a lot of times that's just a legend. Somebody sees the apparition of somebody, you know, on October thirteenth, and so therefore every October thirteenth, the you know the apparition of that person emerges. When maybe it was just one time, you know. So it might not be a time thing, or maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, you know, we don't know. So we'd have to keep testing, keep testing, keep testing and figure it out. Um, so uh, Robert Hanna, Mike, what do you think goes on at Skinwalker Ranch? Similar to what goes on at Alaska Triangle, not the disappearances, but the UFO creatures coming out of portals. Um, you know, if if that really happens at uh, Skinwalker Ranch, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of the you know, legends and theories, of course. Um, I haven't been there myself, so I don't know. I mean, if, if it is some sort of phenomenon that's happening due to, you know, electromagnetic activity, um, you know, triangle area, I mean, sure, yeah, it could always be, you know, these these triangle areas have that type of phenomenon going on, you know, like Bermuda Triangle, like Alaska Triangle. So, I mean, you could say that, you know, they have those related properties, so they would make different things happen. So, all right. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. 